This Sam Mays Podcast Roadshow is brought to you by Pettit Insurance in Norman. Remember, you're always in good hands with Allstate. On the Monday of game week, it's just different. It hits different. It feels different. It's uh, something that has been in my blood my whole life. So when you listen to Red Dirt music, it's like that last rebel sound to me. It is a combination of uh, southern rock and jazz and uh, bluegrass. And and for Skip Bayless to come out and say, I don't feel bad for him and kind of belittle him and say, how dare you? How dare you as the leader of America's team show weakness? Honestly, I want to say what I want to say. This is the Sam Mays Podcast. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today we're talking to Mr. Tim McLaughlin, owner of, uh, is it owner? Uh, Co-founder. Co-founder. Co-founder of Fields and Futures here in Oklahoma City, an organization uh, that helps out local schools in the Oklahoma City Public School District with fields and facilities and coaching assistance. And uh, they've really begun to change some lives. And they've gone so far, and they're almost so close to uh, completing their goal. And we're excited to talk to uh, Mr. McLaughlin today. We also have Donovan Woods, former Oklahoma State Cowboy, uh, Millwood star here in Oklahoma City, and my quarterback my senior year, and Josh Norman. (laughs) <laughs> hey, Mr. Josh I'm, I'm good with that that's he's, who I am uh, he's head coach of uh, Southmore High School former Oklahoma great uh, I forgot you played tight end like you walked in the door and I was like what happened to this dude like where'd the, where'd the rest of you go you're a little bit bigger back then yeah. Um, but yeah like I said we're here to talk fields and futures it's Thanksgiving week I'm thankful to be here with you guys I'm thankful to be a part of this conversation uh, as I think now more than ever we need to focus on getting our kids the support they need to continue to play their sports, continue to grow athletically, continue to grow mentally as far as their education is concerned. And Fields and Futures is doing their part, and they're still making, still, still fighting this fight during the COVID uh, era. And, Tim, we're, we're thankful. The three of us are thankful for you. Uh, talk about what this last year has been like for you. Well, it's been an interesting one, that's for sure. A couple obstacles, but in a, in a way, we've been able to really uh, build a bunch because no one's on campus, so no one's in our way. So it's actually on a building front. Um, we've been cranking. Nice. And, I mean, we all know how important this is going to be when things get back to some normalcy. So we're really taking advantage of this time to get everything dialed up as we possibly can so we can get them back in and get them back on teams and get them back under some mentorship of some good coaches and get them back and get that academic performance that's tied together, get them on a team, get that rocking and rolling again. And so <clears throat> we're working hard to be prepared. And so, uh, God, I think we've – Knocked out 12 projects or something this last year, which is a world record for us. What is your total right now? Uh, 59 projects have been done. So kind of made up of like 15 football, soccer fields. And these are, this is all fully irrigated, you know, and I mean, these are real deal fields, uh, 12 futsal courts, um, 10 softball fields, seven baseball fields, um, eight outdoor basketball courts working with the Griffin foundation, Taylor Griffin and Blake Griffin. They're amazing. And then uh, seven asphalt tracks uh, at junior wow. high. So it's been a it's been a fun year knocking out the construction. So on that front, it's it's been great, you know. Um, so 
I mentioned Donovan has a, a you know, went to Millwood High School here in Oklahoma City, and you've got uh, had some interaction with Fields and Futures here in the past. But you know, I, I'm from a town where the recession hit in 1979, and it's still raging today. Youngstown is not a place where uh, we have all the necessary things to have success on our fields, and I mean, we're, we're having levies fail having to pay to play. Uh, and I know you, you mentioned Millwood's facilities. I mean, talk about what Fields and Futures has just done here in Oklahoma City in your eyes. Well, uh, just talking about uh, the direct uh, affiliation that I've been able to have over at OSU OKC, one of the futsal courts uh, that Fields and Futures has been a chance, had, that's had a chance to be involved in. Uh, it, we haven't got a chance to use it as much this year, but – it's at the top of our list of just being a place on campus that not only our students can go through, but also the community. And then uh, over at the John Marshall Junior High, I coach over at the, at, at the high school. And so I've had a chance to take some guys over there. And, and some of our guys are off season. Well, our season ended a little bit prematurely. So we've had a chance to go over and use the fields over at the junior high. Uh, and then at Millwood, uh, they have an all sports facility that's going in and, and uh, they, they've definitely taken some of the things that uh, they've learned from watching the way Fields of Futures has uh, has done and, and, and the way and the job that they've done. And so they've kind of put some of those things into uh, the plans and, and the execution of what uh, they want their all-sports all facility to be. So it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of ways that I've been involved in, and all of them have been good. Go back to Tim and then to Josh. You, as far as just the plan, right, the, the – coming up with this schedule of how to go about doing these things. He's talking about the impact that you've had just from other schools watching, sitting back and going, well, this is how they went about doing this. This is who they worked with. This is how they put it in. This is how they maintain it. I mean, how did, how long did it take you to get it down where you felt comfortable that you could just pump them out the way you're doing it this year? Every project's a different project, <clears throat> you know, but there's, you know, elements that are obviously consistent in, in all of them. And it really helps, you know, in the Millwoods case, Cecilia, um, um, Woods, mm-hmm. yeah, you might, you might know her. Yeah, <laughs> you got some relationship there. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, sister in law. Okay, sister in law. Okay. Yeah, yep. absolutely. When you got a great leader like her too, I mean, she clears a lot of the way and, and gets things done too. And she's um, so working with her on that Millwood project. We help with the baseball field over mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Didn't use fields and futures money, but we're able to use some of the building elements. And you know, there's definitely you got some plans, and we're able to offer these plans and and we've got some great construction partners across this city that understand how important this is and it's a, really a give back for a, a lot of these partners and really kind of led by Cimarron Construction who's Tommy and, and uh, Donnie Noble that uh, own that and are our main lead construction guys and we're involved in well every project we've done. <clears throat> so, like what is, what does their commitment look like from a time standpoint? Like it's got to be unbelievable. It is incredible. Uh, man, I, I'd love to quantify that. Right. I really would. I've impossible. never even thought of that. Right. Uh, how many hours have been put into this? I'll, I'll get Marshall on that. That's nice. <laughs> I'll get him yeah. thinking about that and figure that out. I, I don't know that answer, but it's, we've been doing it for eight years. Right. And I mean, it's, I would say that Tommy and I talk three times a day, you know, about projects. That's awesome. Sometimes some other things too, but <laughs> you know, fifty percent of our time is spent on that, and we've been doing it for eight years. So, what what has the um, as far as your person like you started eight years ago? What did that staff look like versus what it looks like today? Oh, it's pretty powerful now. Right. <laughs> it was just uh, uh, you know myself and uh, had a young lady named uh, Mandy uh, that came with me from uh, that worked with me at my um, prior when when I worked for a living. 
And uh, she was fantastic and helped keep things organized. And but I realized quickly that that this this has got a chance to be pretty something pretty neat, and we're going to have to bring in some horsepower to get it there. And we brought in some horsepower, you know, nice. when you bring in a dot and a Marshall and and Chelsea and and uh, folks like that. So, Josh, you and I share something in common as far as our roots, the high school side of things. Uh, Midland is is famous for high school football. Youngstown, Ohio is the cradle of coaches. Like, that's what we do up there. And I think a lot of cases, kids play those sports to get out of yep. those places. And that's what it was for us, 100%. This is how we get out of Youngstown. Uh, talk about what it was like coming up in Midland and, you know, what the support looked like for you and what it could have been if Fields and Futures was a part of it. Like, I know how much my life would have changed to have – uh, just facilities that I could train in. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I'm working in places that have rusty weights and they weren't the right weight. They were so old. So you have a 45 pounder that's rusted out to the point where it weighs 27 pounds and yeah. you're trying to bench press it. You know what I mean? Like that's how we trained uh, back then, but they would have been huge in Youngstown. Yeah, no, uh, I, I mean, I think uh, the, the proof for what fields and futures has done in the Oklahoma city um, area is, I mean, it, it speaks for itself, you know uh, I mean, just, 59 uh, different fields. I mean, like that's amazing in eight years. And, um, you know, but, you know, as far as far as me growing up in, in Midland, yeah, I mean, uh, to me, football was always a way for me to get out of there. Right. Uh, more specifically to get away from the oil field. You know, I, like I did not want to work in the oil field. <laughs> you know, I, crazy. I did that uh, in summers with my dad and I hated it, you know, and I was like, nope, can't do it. Hate the smell of it. Hate the work work of it. And so, you know, I always saw football as a way for me not to end up in the oil field. And that's that's the reason that I took it, you know, serious the way that I did. And, um, you know, <clears throat> I think when you look at the foundation of, of what Fields of Futures is trying to do, um, as far as um, conceptual, conceptually what the, the foundation concept is, is, you know, if we can uh, provide fields for kids – uh, who can be involved in sports this to help them academically right like i'm That's i'm amazing. a testament to that mm -hmm. you right. know Absolutely. if it wasn't for football <laughs> like i like my grades would have been horrible agreed i i passed because i wanted to play like that's that's the that's the gist of it you know um and i tell kids all the time you know like what's the end goal you know for me it was you know wanting to play in the nfl and so i knew if i wanted to play in the nfl I had to play college football I knew if i wanted to go to college had to have a certain GPA and have have to, you know, pass the ACT or the SAT with a certain number. And so everything that I did was was motivated by that end goal. And so if it wasn't for, for sports, God knows where I would have ended up. Tim, I think one of the coolest aspects of Fields and Futures that people maybe overlook or think about last is the impact that it's having on the community as a whole. Uh, these are facilities that you're seeing, uh, you know, elderly neighbors get out and walk around. These are uh, places that kids are now flying kites with their parents or, you know, just kicking a ball around or throwing the football around that they didn't have before, that they didn't feel great about going to or the field was uneven or there's holes in it or it's not they didn't feel safe. Right. And now that they all do, uh, this is an impact that I think is, is will vibrate through this project in ways that are 10 times as large as the kids that are playing the sports. And I mean, I just and you can see it right. You can put your hands on it. That's why I keep telling people here in Oklahoma City. Like I, I'm a, I love to donate when I can. Like, I, you know, God has given me the ability to do those things. And I'm thankful for that. But I also like to donate in places where I'm like, I can see it. 
I can see what my daughter is doing. And I, those people, the smiles on their faces, like just going to watching high school games now, you know, in some of these areas that you've touched, it's like, cool, people are here and they're excited to be here. Like that's, that's got to make you feel pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, I think it, I really like what the, what Josh had to say there. And that was where we started was the intent was to kind of link it to the academic mission. Let's get them graduated and give them a chance in life. And, you know, you look at the stats, if you don't graduate from the Oklahoma city public schools, it's, it's going to be a tough road and you're probably going to end up in a lot of cases, be a taker, not a giver to our city. So we just kind of looked at it. It was a, it was a proven way getting kids on teams is a proven way to get at risk youth you know, to perform at higher levels and, and get graduation and, and leave more possibilities for them in, in future, you know, in their future. And so that's kind of where we all started. But to your point there, what you're, what you're pointing out is <laughs> those are, these are some of the unintended, right. uh, uh, you know, downward st- downstream, uh, you know, bonuses was the fact that we started noticing the neighborhood is kind of started revitalizing and they be, it became kind of a more of a beautification and even the, the yards and people's backyards kind of a, around these fields where all of a sudden they start taking better care of them. But then there's a, what I really get a thrill out of is the pride. <clears throat> you know, we have a grand opening in pre COVID times right. <laughs> on every comp- complex we open. And uh, it's fun. It is my favorite day, man. Cause we've had four or 500 people show up wow. and, and you just see this community start migrating mm-hmm. together and these principals and these administrators and these teachers are all going, I mean, I've had teachers crying on our shoulders, just yeah. saying, I've never met all these people. You don't, you know, you just, what you guys are doing is incredible for this community. I've never met all these people. And now I can start working as a team with, with these parents. And, and in a lot of cases, they're not comfortable. A lot of that, uh, a lot of those communities aren't comfortable walking through the front door of those schools, you know, um, but they'll come around to the back where these fields are. And so they use these, fields as kind of a front door mm-hmm. and then start getting and working together as a community. A couple of our communities, they actually um, use them for fundraisers. They do movie nights. They throw, <clears throat> you know, they'll put a movie screen up and throw down the blankets and do community, community nights That's down awesome. there and, and little fundraiser deals and pep rallies, you know, they didn't have that before. So those are some of those unintended, you know, bonuses that community impact you're kind of mentioning that, uh, yeah, our team's proud of for sure. So the, uh, one of the best parts about podcasting is the listeners of a podcast tend to think in line with you, right? Like these are fans of mine. These are people that like me, not necessarily listen to hate me like on the radio. Uh, and so I I think that the, uh, nobody, nobody (laughs) please. Uh, I think the question is that a lot of people are asking themselves right now is how can we help? Right. Uh, and with COVID being what it is, you know, with the bow tie ball is something that I look forward to every year. Uh, we won't be able to have it this year. And that's, I mean, I've interviewed some incredible guests because of the bow tie ball, um, you know, sitting looking at Cal Ripken in the face. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, like having a real kid moment, you know, uh, and I, I'm going to miss that this the part of that this year. But uh, maybe this gives everybody who maybe doesn't attend that ball an opportunity to get in uh, and get excited about fields and futures and help you finish this project because you're close, right? You're, I mean, as far as your finishing line, it's, it's visible. Yeah. That's, what's interesting about us. We are a, uh, we're a nonprofit that works really hard to put ourselves out of business. (laughs) We, uh, we get it all built and then we are building a a maintenance fund that maintains everything because that's the ROI, the, the rate of, you know, you got to have that return and that's the promise to the people who, who the, you know, our donors who've donated to this project is we're going to maintain 
what you give us the money to build. Right. You know, that's the promise we've made to them, which is where we're going to get the return for our city is we can continue to program, get these teams, get these coaches out there working with these kids, work on summer programming. Let's start pumping in the, the youth leagues into there that there's no feeder patterns now. Um, so we've been very successful working pre-COVID again, PAL, Police Athletic League. There was 4,200 4, kids playing sports for free. Wow. For free, man. <laughs> you know, and now we're having we're gonna have a great announcement coming up. I'm not gonna steal uh, Michael McDaniel's thunder, but there's a big announcement coming that we're gonna be able to get uh, a little little lower. Nice. Uh, Pal League was fifth and sixth grade. We're we're looking third and fourth grade, and and Michael McDaniel's been great on putting some partners together, playing on those fields that we build and we maintain. Wow. So that's where we get our return. And just to give you a scope of what we're talking about. We you know we had over 330 teams that were playing on these fields throughout our full city on these. So it's a, it's a massive, you know, stretching to give you a visual of, of the actual, you know, acreage of what we're maintaining. It's if you think of scissor tail park right now, you got that mm. visual in your head. Mm-hmm. It's double the size of scissor tail park is how much we're maintaining wow. and taking care of That's crazy. on a weekly basis. Uh, and of course it's spread out through our, massive city from all the way to star Spencer to John Marshall down to, um, you know, Webster and Capitol Hill and, and, and all points in between, you know, yeah. so it's, it's running around. So it's, it's a massive undertaking. And so, but to your point, we're close, right. you know, we've actually, um, this sounds like a lot and it is a lot we've, but it's, but, uh, $10 million is the kind of the maintenance fund we're going to need that'll, you know, kick us out the money we need to maintain the fields every year. We actually have six in the bank. We've got a match for a, a million if we raise three. So for every dollar, for every $3, they'll give us a dollar Okay, for this. So that's, that's pretty neat, you that's, know? Absolutely. So we're three. So we basically bought net. We just got to raise 3 million bucks, get that matched. We got our 10 million. That'll kick out the funds needed to maintain the 59 fields built to date, you know, for forever. And we, so we call this, the, our campaign is called the forever gift campaign. It's the forever gift that you're going to get the return on. And hopefully we get to see a bunch of youth feeder teams feeding into these junior highs, junior highs, going to the high schools and getting around good coaches and, and getting inspired and going on to great things and, and making our city better, you know, and it's just, sports is just a, it's just a, well, I don't want to say an excuse. It's a strategy. It is, we are using sports as a strategy to get the best for kids and, and uh, let them be their best selves. Bottom line. You and building, and it starts with building a field. Are you kidding me? That's it. Right. That's it. So it's not very complicated. (laughs) You talk about some of those unintended things that you don't anticipate and those kids that get an opportunity to go through that start in the third and fourth and fifth grade, they'll come back and they'll be your contributors. You know, when they, uh, because of the fields and, and, you know, they'll have futures. I mean, that's a good little play on words there. But nice. uh, as they as they get a chance to, to go to high school and go to college and start their own businesses, they'll remember these fields that they've had an opportunity to play on and, and, and take part in community events on. Uh, and that's unintended, unintended thing, good things happening. And that's 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 one of them right there, most definitely. Yeah, kind of along those lines, too. Some other things we've <clears throat> been pretty excited about is the uh, cheer programs there was not a um, a sanctioned cheer program in the school district well again pre-covid there was over 500 junior high and, and high school cheerleaders and in the pal program which is again was the fifth and sixth grade there was 400 you know so just that you know adding that 
element to the, the you know, well, now they all going to be somewhere Friday nights and cheering on, working hard and got to make your grades and do all the right things to, to be on that team. The bands could barely cobble together a, a band before. Well, in a lot of cases now, it's, they got varsity bands and junior varsity bands because mm. it's, it's engaged that. And now they're out on Friday nights performing in the stands, you know, wow. um, working hard and being a part of something. And again, they got to make their grades and do the right thing. So some more unintended things that we were never looking at. But uh, again, our team's very proud of those type of things. Um, we got to get over this little uh, issue we got going on in the world today. Because yeah. we're, but I'm telling you, we're going to be ready. We're going to have. Hey. 12 new complexes ready to rock and roll. And then we've got to, we're going to need all the help we can possibly get. Tim, what, what is the, um, I can't remember that the end goal for number of, of fills total. What is that number? Well, it's kind of funny. It, you know, it started at, uh, um, 44. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I got a lot of mission drift in me, yeah. <laughs> but no, but you, you see what it was working. And then the district made some changes, which uh, pathway to greatness, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's some good and bad on all that. But for us, it was a it's a great thing because it allowed us uh, to go build more facilities. Mm-hmm. So that's we went from 44 then to 59, and we're not done. You know, we, exactly. we've got about you know, six seven more to go. You wow. know, type thing. So we'll there'll be that many. Pl- we just look at that. That's many slates out there that we can get teams and coaches on and get the outcomes that we're all looking for as, as a city. Tim, I think that uh, the three of us will say this. Uh, I think I can speak for my my colleagues here uh, as former athletes that uh, we're blown away by it, right? I mean, we're blown away by it. And I think all three of us um, can appreciate on a different level what you've done. And when you sit here and talk about it, I'm like, this is one person, right? Yeah. And there's a team that you have, but you, like you you took a tour through a school and you thought, yeah, I can probably help help with this. And now we're talking about, 59 facilities and thousands of people, thousands of families that you've impacted in your community. So thank you uh, for all the things that you've done and you continue to do. And uh, I'm happy to be a part of Fields and Futures for sure. Well, thanks for your help. And I, you know, again, I appreciate you. <laughs> I got a great team. I mean, there's no way we'd be where we are without the, the, the everyone behind this. And, and we actually say, uh, Dot and I were having a conversation in the going, man, this is incredible what this has kind of turned into and all these outcomes we're, we're discovering. And it really just came down to, we kind of realized, you know, it's just amazing what a great city we live in. I mean, this is not a Fields and Futures project anymore. It's a city story, you know, is kind of the, the quote we kind of came Absolutely. up with. And that's the truth. It is a citywide effort. And it's, and I don't think this can take place in a lot of cities because People really do want to help when they can help. And there's a lot of folks feel there's a responsibility to help. And, and quite frankly, our fields and futures team, it's a responsibility because we all live in the same boat, man, here in the city. And so uh, let's help where we can help in our small ways. As far as helping goes, fields and futures has got all the social media is pretty easy to find. You can just search fields and futures. Uh, you'll see the why we care campaign on all of my social medias. Uh, over the next couple of months and, you know, click the link, learn more, uh, understand that this is an organization that's helping your community. And whether it is in the moment that your family is experiencing this or it's down the road where one of these kids that this, this, this charity has touched is 
operating on you or uh you know a judge in one of your courts or, or whatever it might be like that's a, that's making your life better down the road so uh, check out fields and futures and if you can give thank you if you can't pass along the message that's all i can really ask for is people just hitting that retweet button uh that share button let people know what's happening here in oklahoma city and how great this organization is thanks tim thanks sam appreciate it greatly thanks for all your application thank you <laughs> all right the sam mays podcast is a production of p squared media